हेलो एवरीवन गाइनेकोलॉजिकल मेलेग्नेंसीज और वेरी कॉमन मेलेग्नेंसीज इन फीमेल्स वो कॉमनली वी कॉल दी ओवेरियन कैंसर यूटेरियन कैंसर एंड द सर्विक्स कैंसर एज गाइनेकोलॉजिकल मेलेग्नेंसीज वंस कैंसर इज डायग्नोस्ड देन वी एवेल्युएट द एक्सटेंट ऑफ द कैंसर बाय स्टेजिंग एंड फॉर दैट स्कैंस आर कॉमनली यूज्ड pet ct is is an important tool because it can assess the whole body and it can ct scan the whole body and apart from that it can also show metabolically active areas in other words actively multiplying areas can be picked up by pet ct it's co- it's a commonly used tool for evaluation of gynecological cancers Hello sir. Thank you so much for this initiative for spreading public awareness about gynecological malignancies. I would like to know from you sir what is BRCA because sometimes some people are worried about uh, family history or a role of uh, heredity in the gynecological malignancies. Gynecological malignancies are mostly acquired disorders that means it happens after birth but there is a percentage of gynecological malignancies which can be due to hereditary reasons and there can be some genetic causes for those malignancies of the most important one is what we call hereditary breast and ovarian cancer syndrome that's known as BRCA1 and 2 and these genetic mutations predispose an individual to develop malignancies in the breast in the ovary and in the pancreas and certain other organs these are hereditarily transmitted but these genes are now easily detectable by the blood test or if there is a tumor tissue available we can test the tumor tissue and we can detect these genes once we identify that a particular person is positive for BRCA1 and 2 gene then we can screen the entire family so that we can do a proper family counseling a few years back we had heard about angelina jolie uh, who's a famous uh, hollywood actress that she had undergone a uh, hysterectomy removal of the uterus oophorectomy removal of the ovaries and even removal of the breast mastectomy as uh, a method to prevent developing cancer uh, in those organs so is there any role of uh, prophylactic uh, abdominal hysterectomy and uh, cervical oophorectomy thereby we uh, remove these organs so that we don't uh, develop cancer so i would like to know from you if there is any role of that Angelina Jolie as you know is a very famous Hollywood actress. She had uh, you know a very special history. Her mother was diagnosed to have breast cancer. She, the her mother was treated for the breast cancer but then she went on to develop ovarian cancer and her mother died due to ovarian cancer. Angelina Jolie's grandmother also had ovarian cancer and she was also lost due to ovarian cancer because of this significant family history 
Angelina Jolie underwent familial history screening and then she underwent some genetic analysis and she was detected to have BRCA1 genetic mutation. That gene mutation predisposes her to develop certain malignancies. She was counseled that she has an 85% risk to develop breast cancer. So she decided to go ahead with prophylactic removal of her breast, both the breasts. That's known as prophylactic mastectomy. So after she removed the breast, she was on regular follow-up. And this breast removal was done at her age of 37. But two to three years later, when she was undergoing further health check, it was uh, once again advised to her that she has a very special risk of developing ovarian cancer. She was given a risk assessment of 50% chance of developing ovarian cancer. Based on that advice, she decided to go for preventive prophylactic removal of the ovaries. That's known as bilateral salpingo oophorectomy. But after she went through the whole thing, she then went on to be normal and healthy, but she made a major decision. She wanted this information to reach the public. So she wrote about her entire history and her cancer predisposition syndrome, BRCA testing, and she wrote about this in the New York Times as an editorial. That became a very famous revelation because she was a famous Hollywood actress at that time. But her idea was to reach out to the public, to inform and educate them that there is something called familial predisposition, there is something called BRCA gene testing, and there is something called hereditary risk for developing cancers. And she also showed that by preventive approach, by removal of breast and removal of ovary, one can prevent cancers from developing in them. And this preventive approach took a big you know, leap after her history and a lot of people started to accept preventive mastectomy and preventive oophorectomy as an option. She showed that life is more important than you know, um, external appearances and she was convinced about that and she also was a big educational motivator for the public. Hello Dr. Priyanka, uh, we often hear about something called PCOD. Can you explain to us what is meant by PCOD and what is the risk of developing cancer in patients who have PCOD? Hello everyone. Regarding PCOD and the correlation to uh, gynec malignancy. PCOD or PCOS, it is a hormonal problem, uh, polycystic ovarian syndrome as we call it. So from a very young age, even as early as 15 years, uh, women get irregular periods. Sometimes the periods happen once in two or three months. Because the periods are irregular, the periods don't happen every month, the inner lining of the uterus, that is called the endometrium, so this lining keeps uh, becoming thicker and thicker, as we call endometrium thickening. And over a period of time, when these women who are also obese, so they have excess estrogen hormone, 
So because of this excess estrogen hormone, because every month they don't get the period and every month the endometrium doesn't shed, slowly over a period of time this thick endometrium or the lining of the uterus which is thick it can slowly uh, become into something that we call as hyperplasia and over a period of time there is a chance that these women can also develop the uh, malignancy or the cancer of the uterus as you can also see uh, very clearly I can show you in this um, picture this is what happens so the inner lining of the uterus becomes very thick and because of this there is a chance of developing cancer of the uterus or the uh, endometrial cancer. So this is how PCOD can uh, lead to an increased risk of um, uterine cancer and that is why we uh, emphasize that women who have PCOD they should exercise, try to lose their weight so that the excess hormone imbalance can be corrected and also ensure that they are on some form of medication so that they get a period at least once in one and a half to two months. What are the common symptoms of gynecological malignancies? What are the common warning signs or symptoms and signs that the patient should be aware of and when should they reach out to their doctors? What are the common symptoms uh, which when they are happening women should uh, get tested for gynec malignancies? So gynec malignancies includes problems in the ovary, in the uterus, in the cervix and even in the breast. So with regard to the uterus and the cervix, if there is any change in the menstrual pattern, that means if you are getting bleeding which is lasting for more than 5 to 7 days or if the bleeding is happening very frequently every 10 days or 15 days or if you are having very irregular bleeding, that means in between your periods, we call it intermenstrual bleeding. So if you are having any kind of bleeding problem where either the bleeding is more or the bleeding is heavy or it is happening very frequently or you are having totally uh, irregular bleeding, uh, no schedule at all and if there is also a foul smelling discharge or there is very heavy a white discharge which is mixed with blood or foul smell, please meet your gynecologist. Also if there is an unexplained loss of weight, loss of appetite or if you are having a sensation like if the problem is in the ovary, you may have a sensation of fullness you may just have earlier early symptoms could just be feeling of bloating or feeling of fullness not able to digest your food because a problem in the ovary or a cancer in the ovary sometimes it will become very big in size before you can actually get any gynec complaints your complaints could just be difficulty in digestion and not able to eat properly and not able to digest your food which is called early satiety so you will eat a little bit but you will feel very full so that is the symptoms of the um, gynec malignancies. So any change in menstrual pattern, any pain which you are having in the lower abdomen, sometimes even backache which is not getting corrected with tablets or your uh, tummy is becoming very big, uh, you are losing weight, you are losing appetite. For breast also, you have to do the breast self-examination. If you find that there is some kind of a swelling or there is some pain or there is some nipple discharge, anything which feels abnormal, do consult your um, doctor, your gynecologist as early as possible so that we can get to the problem early. Hello Raja sir, I've got a question to ask you. 
what is immunotherapy what is targeted therapy and what is hormone therapy how do they help all these treatments help in gynecological cancers hi dr venkat as we know most of us you know are uh, remaining healthy but that is because of our normal immune system there is a possibility that anyone can develop cancers and their cell multiplication can go wrong and any of the cell can deviate into a cancer pathway but then these aberrant cells are always detected by our immune system and they are eliminated that's the protection that nature has given to us but for some reasons in patients who have clinical cancers the immune system fails to stop them fails to detect the cancer it somehow becomes silent and that's the reason once the cancer develops the cancer establishes itself and it multiplies and spreads in these individuals we now understand that in most patients with cancers their immune system is not up to the mark so now there is a modern advancement there are development of medications which can re-stimulate the immune system and re-energize the immune system to fight against the cancer and to eliminate the cancers this is known as immunotherapy at present immunotherapy is a very important area of research and there are a lot of developments in the field of immunotherapy immunotherapy is now commonly used in many malignancies commonly we use it in lung cancers renal cancers bladder cancers and also in several other malignancies we also learn that in cancers there is always an underlying cause for developing cancers normally cell multiplication happens in a very orderly fashion but in patients with cancers these multiplications go wrong and some sort of defect happens in in their dna and the cells become independent and they develop autonomicity and then they multiply on their own this is known as genetic mutation or genetic change which is a trigger for the cancers we now have technologies that can identify these genetic mutations and once we identify these specific changes we can treat them specifically we can target them specifically these medications are known as targeted therapies for the past 10 years this has been one of the most important development in the field of cancers now targeted therapies are very important for the treatment of several malignancies for example we use targeted therapies in breast cancers lung cancers and in renal cancers and several other cancers some cancers depend on hormones for their growth and development in in particularly in uh, breast cancers in in females we see that breast cancer thrives on hormones and uh, once we are able to eliminate the hormones then we can control the multiplication of these breast cancers so these hormone blocking agents or hormone antagonists are known as hormonal therapies this is very useful in breast cancers in females also in men prostate cancer also depends on hormones so we use anti hormone approach for treating prostate cancer in men these are also an important component of 
treatment of cancers. Another question which I have got for you is, how do we decide which treatment to be started first when a patient with a cancer comes? Do we start it on patient on surgery or chemo or radiation? How do we decide on it? Thank you. Thank you for your question. As you know, once cancer is diagnosed, then we go for investigations. We do things like x-rays, CT scans, MRIs and PET CT scan. The idea is to understand the extent of the disease and how much the disease has spread from the given organ to the rest of the body. And this is known as staging. Once we completely assess the patient, we give a stage for the illness. Patients can be detected in stage 1, stage 2, stage 3 or stage 4. Depending on the stage of the cancer, we decide on the treatment options. We may be able to understand that in patients with early stages, stage 1 or stage 2, it's easy to remove them. Hence, local treatments like surgery or radiation becomes important. But once if a patient has got a more advanced disease, like a stage 4 cancer, then local treatments like surgery or radiation may not be useful. They may be only supplementary. In these patients, chemotherapy or systemic therapies become very important. In patients who have stage 3 or local regional disease, we use combination of treatment, surgery plus chemotherapy or radiation plus chemotherapy. This is known as a combined concomitant treatment approach. These decisions are made by an integrated consultation. Once the patient is diagnosed, we go for an upfront combined modality discussion and once a multidisciplinary team assesses the patient and we decide on what is the best treatment for each patient. This is how the treatment options are decided in each and individual patients. What is the cure percentage in gynec cancers when we compare to other cancers? Among gynec cancers, uh, cancer of the cervix can be detected early by a simple test uh, like pap test or by external examination. If we are able to detect it by early stages, then the cure rate is very, very high. 80%, 90% cure rate is possible. But if cervix cancer is detected at a late stage, then the cure rate declines or drops down. Similarly, in uterine cancers and in ovarian cancers, if we are able to detect the disease in early stages, then they are highly curable. But if these diseases are detected at a later stage, then their survival is lower. So their outcome and survival really depends on the stage at which they are diagnosed. Hello, Dr. Venkat. I have a question for you. Do all gynecological malignancies need surgery? Gynecological cancers, which include uh, endometrial cancer, cervical cancer, and ovarian cancer, surgery is a very, very integral part and important part of all these three cancers.
so surgery plays a very major role especially for start off with this endometrial cancer second it plays a very important role in ovarian cancer third it plays a very very important role also in cervical cancers surgery either we can do a open surgery or a laparoscopic surgery or a robotic surgery based on various parameters whichever is applicable and amicable for the patient that is what we proceed with thank you we hear a lot about hypec hypec they say what is meant by hypec is it hypec is nothing but hyperthermic intraperitoneal chemotherapy which we give after removing all the cancer it is used predominantly for ovarian cancers we call it as a cytoreductive surgery that is we remove all the tumors which is inside the abdomen which is grossly visible after that we give this therapy during surgery this helps to kill the microscopic disease so that is hypec in simple 